You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. Well, I came here with just one drink. That's all I got now, don't you think? That's right. That's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line, 1524. Well, it's another night at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy, a little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana. It's Memorial Day weekend. And it's raining, and it's going to be 40 degrees. What, the, what is going what on? What the hell, right? Open the pool. <laughs> High of 55 tomorrow. Yeah, crazy. So I'm Alan Stanger here with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And our special guest... I'm Curtis Gilman. Curtis Gilman. So we're going to shoot the breeze here for a little bit. Oh, table 12. I forgot table 12. <laughs> Don't worry. They'll let you know. Oh, the, I'll hear about it later. They got extra company over there, too. <laughs> That's right. My wife, Andrea, is over there as a special guest at Table 12. Cool. Oh, cool. Welcome. So, <clears throat> see, Dwayne and I were gone last week. Yes, we was in. Well, we ain't allowed to tell. Right? Yeah, we might as well. We were in Las Vegas. And it was cold there, and it was hot here. Yeah, I know. We, co- <laughs> we had to come home so we could warm up. That was bad. So we had some experiences while we were out there. Uh, yes. So uh, there is a shortage of workers. Do you think it's bad here? <laughs> oh. You should see it out there. No kidding. So so much so that we were using Uber to get around. Dwayne and Doty got stranded and couldn't get an Uber to get back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. I had to call Alan to get an Uber to come get me to Uber me back home. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you. She, that particular Uber driver was an Uber driver from hell. What the hell? That's exactly what it was. <laughs> this this person went three lanes, turned right across three lanes of traffic, and then blamed every driver that she was cutting off for blowing horn at. It was horrible. Drove right past um, uh, Dwayne and Doty. They're standing right there. I said, right there they are. <laughs> Drives right by. Alan texts me. We just went by. We'll be back. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> Paid by the mile. Yeah. Oh, my. The funniest thing that happened, though, with Ubers. Uh, so <laughs> we went to, we got massages. So it was, it, we didn't get a massage on the strip. Mary's big into finding the right place. And no, it's not happy endings. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, no, no happy endings. Uh, so she found a real nice salon. So, but it's, you know, 15, 20 minutes away from the casino. In so a small salon. It's small. It was perfect. So we take an Uber and get there, and then we told Dwayne and Doty, hey, because their appointment was after ours. They couldn't do all four of us. Uh, so we said, hey, when your Uber comes, tell them to wait, and we'll take it back. So we do that. So we're riding, going back to the hotel, and <laughs> the radio is playing, and all once I hear Dwayne talking about bees. It's the podcast. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? <laughs> So I'm like, and Mary goes, this, your, your phone's running. Your, your podcast is on your phone. I'm like, I didn't have the podcast up. I haven't been listening to it. So I'm like, what's going on? And then I'm like, hey, 
you got this podcast on? He goes, yeah. <laughs> this is the driver. He goes, I listen to it all the time. <laughs> so for a split second, I thought, well, this is pretty cool. Then I'm like, Wade set you up. The guy that was in here before me set me up here, didn't he? And then he starts laughing. Oh, he he was good because on the way down there, and he was he was a great driver because he's talking, we're telling stories, and he's telling us about different stuff. And I said, you listen to podcasts, and we got talking about it. So at the stoplight, he's like, "What's your name of yours?" So I pull, he pulls it up on his phone, and he starts playing. Is this it? I'm like, "Yeah, that's it." There. So we got talking. I'm like, "Oh man, you got to do something for me." So, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll tell him this is what I listen to. I've been listening to you guys from the beginning. I love it." I'm like, "Oh yeah, lay it on real thick." He was laying it on thick, and I'm like, "There's no way, no way." You had me going with that story. Well, I guess, <laughs> uh, we got some other stories from there. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. So just so you know. People out there do not dress conservatively no, at all. Not at all. No. Nor are they physically fit to dress the way they're dressing. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Mary and Dodie spent hours. They, they'd pick a slot machine right on the main strip and just sit there and watch. Well, and I got a text or message. Text message from Dwayne that said, here's your goldfish. <laughs> I couldn't tell whether that was a dude or a woman. I don't know. Did, did you guys make it to Fremont Street any? No. No, we did not. Because that's where the freaks hang yes, out. Well, is. we were going to get us. Somebody a, fell asleep. Yeah. Well, I was tired. So, yeah. I, I've been to Vegas a lot of times for different trade shows and been there for fun a few times, too. My dad got married there about, oh, 15, 16 years ago. But the last time I was there, going into Fremont Street, and I thought I'd seen it all. And I no. This was right around uh, when Donald Trump first got elected. There was a big, fat guy wearing a diaper and a Donald Trump mask. <laughs> and, and that wasn't the oddest thing I saw out there. Yeah, that was the probably conservative yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you can go out there and rent. Me and Alan were going to rent us a circle. You know, because you rent that. That's where they have to rent them little circles or squares. So me right. and Alan decided we was going to rent a circle, but he fell asleep, so we didn't get to do it. I might have fallen asleep on purpose. <laughs> we were going to pay for our trip. I worked out there a lot, and I've spent a lot of time in that. Like, you, I've seen it all. I have seen it all out there. Do you yeah. guys like it out there? Did you go out for fun? We went just, out for fun. You yeah. know, we needed. Just, we got the tickets in January, or February, when it was freaking cold here yeah. and so we thought we'd just go out for we took a thursday friday and saturday and sunday and we thought we'd go out when it was nice and warm we could lay by the pool one day and no we needed a jacket the day we were going to lay by the pool yeah. so it was kind of now they're back here and it's 55 degrees yeah tomorrow. i don't know what's up this is crazy yeah so what'd up. you guys do last weekend while we were gone we uh we threaded the warm weather it's so warm yeah. and hot and it nice here nice. Shut it up. was basking in the sun here in the nice warm weather uh, so. well, you, forgot to, you forgot to tell them it did get heated there for just a little bit when we were ready to come home. So this is the way things have changed in this country. Uh, you probably heard of Kings Island had to close down because of fights, and right. there's been fights at ball stadiums. So Dwayne and our wives, uh, and our, we got to see it firsthand in Las Vegas. Real firsthand. So we're waiting for our Uber to take us to the airport at 4.30 in the morning to come home. And uh, uh Hummer limo pulls up, and probably 20. 20 people got out of the limo, drunk as skunks, you know. Um, there was a lot of activity going on in the limo, in the limo. I think. So yes. as they were getting out, they were dropping stuff. <coughs> Two big dudes, well, one big dude and one not-so-big dude come out, and they were at each other right away. 
And um, so they kept pushing each other, and literally they're from me to Dwayne. Oh, wait, I mean, we're right there. I could feel the voice. I mean, I was that close to the guy. I could feel it. I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good because they're just nose to nose screaming at each other. And then finally it's like, go ahead and hit me. If you're going to hit me, hit me. Well, he obliged. Yeah. <laughs> so then that turned into a half dozen guys fighting and brawling. Wow. Security was afraid to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it's all done, they just tell them to go their separate ways. Five years ago, somebody had been in jail. Two that's people right. should have been in jail. Should but, have been at least two there. Yeah. Well, but signs of a lawless nation. That's exactly yeah. what's happening. Right. Just no, told them to go their no own res- way. Yeah. One got a ma- one got a one guy got a sucker punch because they kind of took him away and one of his buddies took him away well the other guy didn't like that so he took about 14 steps it was a running flying sucker punch yeah running flying sucker punch and dropped that guy to the ground well he jumped up wanted some more then well then they pulled them all away and i'm just like nothing is happening to this this is just going to happen and just spread them up hey whatever go on you know we had it was an eventful trip it was fun interesting so curtis what'd you do last weekend Last weekend, I, I think I went fishing. There you go. In the warmth, uh, in the in warmth, the warmth of, the, <laughs> of Indiana. Indiana weather. It was, yeah, it was all right. I, it, was, it was a pretty relaxed weekend for me. Usually, I you know go into work uh, on the weekends and hang out with my kids. I got three little girls. Um, did some of that. Worked a little bit and uh, spent some time fishing. So, if you've wondered why Ruben hasn't talked a whole lot. <laughs> So Curtis, so what is your official title? I'm the, well, I, I'm not a title guy. I'm not. I, I'm not that way. But I, I guess I'm the COO. COO. Okay. E-I-E-I-O. I know there was a, a C there someplace. And a Reuben here yeah. and a Reuben so, there. <laughs> and a Reuben, Reuben everywhere. All right, we can edit all this. Uh, so um, he takes care of the daily operations of all the Gilman stores. Well, yeah, I guess that's how you put it. I just I hang out with good people all day. Love cool. my job. Cool, cool. So he doesn't know Ruben as Ruben. He knows him as Jerry. I know him as both. I call him Jerry. I guess professionally, he's Jerry. I don't know. I yeah. But I, I'm trying to train myself to call him Ruben here because that's what I hear you guys call him. It don't matter. As long as you train me, I don't know. I have another few glasses of bourbon. He might be Juben or Rare. <laughs> You're gonna fit in. That's okay. Just too. right here. So, ask, ask, ask Margie what you should call him later on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's got a whole slew of names. So. so one of the reasons we asked Curtis to be here is, of course, Gilman's handles all the Stanger Sugar Shack beef jerky. And we're getting ready to add another flavor. So oh, yes. I needed help selecting what flavor to use. So it's time for another taste test. I like to eat. to eat. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, not, not to change the subject or anything, but I, I was just saying, I like to eat. So when you told me, I mean, you had me at uh, jerky when you yeah. invited me. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I like to talk, so podcasts kind of, it kind of fits well. But I got I, here, I, did, I didn't know there was going to be the spread. And and I, I've listened to most of your podcasts. I, I haven't listened to all of them. When, when you guys um, nerd out on um, the TV show, I, I, I kind of tone out. Yeah, yeah. I, but other than that, I listen to pretty well all of them. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my ass kicked before I leave here for saying that. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm an avid listener of your podcast, and now some of the mystery's been removed. I I know the rusted nail speakeasy. I know table twelve, and one of the greatest things was I found out there's a great big spread of food here that's so, right so, so now I, you now you know why well. we do this actually <laughs> <laughs> it's not this this is a side effect it's yeah. the food it's the food yeah. 
So I left my girls at home to fend for themselves, and they're having DiGiorno, and uh, I'm eating pretty good. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, that now that you know where it's at, the door's always open. I appreciate that. Just don't spread the location oh, out yeah. there. Buddy. Or the password. Or the yeah, password. The password. Yeah. I, I was initiated. <laughs> I can't tell any more secrets. So we have three jerky flavors I want you guys to try. Uh-oh. So I'm not going to tell you what they are till we're done. So this is, uh, they. I got three flavors, but they're number two through four. There's no number one. We don't want no number two. There's no number one. <laughs> There's no number one. So here's number two. As long as it don't taste like number two. Here's yeah. number two. When you do taste tests like this, aren't you supposed to like cleanse your palate with something? That's what the bourbon's for. I didn't know it worked that way. That's the way it works here. Uh, should I wait? Wait, because table 12 oh. needs to get some. So you know what my favorite flavor of yours is? Garlic chips. Oh, man. I got a case for you. Yeah. And it's I, I've, I've been kind of hoarding them, and I know it's yeah. not the most popular. Since we put these in our store, we've gotten so many comments, um, just positive comments about them in general. But I, I don't mean this in any disrespectful or offensive way, but that is everyone else's least favorite. Yeah, I know. It's weird and how... It's awesome. What's a love it or hate it? Yeah, it, and it's something right, totally it different. There's no other... Well, you're not expecting. When you hear jerky, it just your mind is thinking what we have in our hand now. And then when you eat that, it's just it just doesn't... Well, it, Curtis had said something to me today and said, I think it's just because it's something different. And I, I right. agree, it is. It is different. I think it's got great flavor, but it is different. It, for it's me. like Skyline Chili. Anybody comes from anywhere outside of the greater Cincinnati area and they have Skyline Chili, and then they're just, they automatically don't like it because right. it's not what they expect of chili. But right. quick, quick story about the garlic chips. Yesterday, my dad comes into my office. He's the CEO. I'm the COO. And he, uh, <laughs> I had a bag that I hadn't even opened of the garlic chips sitting there, and he just come to have a five-minute conversation with me, and he opened it, and I, fine, have a piece, and he ate the entire bag. I didn't, I didn't get any of it. But then that goes back to the beginning conversations of Alan, this, why is there even a Ziploc bag, right? Because once yeah. you open it, you're going to eat it all. So see what you think of this flavor here. That's good. I took two pieces, so. Yeah, and there's more. I think Table 12's got it if you want another piece. That's good. Sweet and spicy, right? Is that a good way to describe that? Just a little bit of spicy at the finish? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Sriracha. Is that it? No, no, it's no. not. It's not hot it's enough. A light, it's, it's a light. It's, it's a light delayed heat. heat it is. Mm. It's at the end. Yeah. It's good. There's it's like that. Okay. It's it's good. It's really good. I, and I... I think I yeah. need to try more to no, know no, how much sweet. I like it, but it, I'm trying to figure it out what doesn't top lakeside brisket or garlic chips to me, but it's very good. All right, so it's good. Drink a little bourbon, cleanse your palates. Oh, sorry. Oh, we got to vote when we're done. We're voting when we're done. Yeah. Yep. Now, that was number two. That's number because we're not Andrew, doing number one because you went to East Central and don't know how to count. Exactly. We're not doing number one because I didn't like number one. Hey, uh -huh. I. I when the CEO, well, actually, actually, no. that was the COO too. Yeah, I'm the vice president of Stanger Sugar Shack now. The, 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 the C, all good. The CEO the gave me a dirty look. Hey, I've got, I've got a question, <laughs> completely unrelated to jerky. J just for tonight only, is this the Cross the Line fifteen twenty four sixty nine podcast? <laughs> it can't. Depends because how much <laughs> bourbon table twelve has. Because I I live in Ripley County. <laughs> That's right. I never thought about that. <laughs> you get some of this one, Ruben? I'll be doing some editing here. <laughs> it's all good, though. 
So what goes on in Ripley County? I know. 15, 24, 24. Yeah, so we're all from here. We get it. <laughs> no, it took Ruben a minute. It I'm did. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I this jumped, one. I jumped ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You jumped ahead too, didn't you? We ain't waiting no more. No, you can try it out. That one. I've got some zing. It's it's. I don't know how to. I don't know how to describe any of them, but that's good. That's smoked barbecue right smoked. there. Smoked. That's it. Smoked. Yeah, it's a little barbecue in it. Mm-hmm. Smoked barbecue. All right. With a little zing. So I don't think I have light. a very refined palate because I can't describe any of them. It's I just so can not, describe that one as very good. That is exactly what that yeah. one is. Yeah. Smoked barbecue. Yes. Yeah. So number four. Wait a minute. Man, Cleanse your palates. Now, I'm drunk out I, will, I will tell you, if you don't like spicy, you will not like number four. Okay, let me clean up real good. And that's By the all way, I'm going to say. The, everybody, wait, to, wait to try number four all at the same time. All right, everybody got to wait. Why do you hand me the bag first then? I'm very impatient. That I'm telling you what. That smoked bourbon is good. That, I think that's going to be my new favorite. No, that's just barbecue. Smoke barbecue. barbecue. I mean, smoke barbecue. Now, like I said, table 12, if you don't like spicy, you're not going to like it. Try her out, boys. Habanero? Ghost pepper. Well, hesitation. Oh, there we go. <laughs> my brother is going to love that one. He's, he likes things as spicy as he can get them. So. You don't eat this deer hunting that's when you're great. sitting up in a tree. Woo. Holy cow. So let, me t- <laughs> let me tell you. So I tried it this morning before I made some sausage patties for breakfast. Oh my I'm like, gosh. I'm going to try this out here. I couldn't, ta- I couldn't taste sausage afterwards. Holy cow. I like it. That's good. I, I like I it. I don't have enough drink. I just got some fire. Holy You cow. ain't kidding. That, wow. That's going to be, that one's going to be a seller. Ghost pepper? Yeah. Yeah. People are, people yeah. are going to buy it. It's got good flavor, but. So, Holy man, smoke. how's this working? Are you going to produce all of these, Alan, or just uh, one or two? We're, we're deciding. Yeah. yeah, we're trying to decide. Because we're, we're for now we're dropping what garlic chips. <laughs> <laughs> That's got a great history following, man. That's. I need a pack of sugar. Oh, did anybody over at table twelve try that? No. Andrea, it's got a little zap. Holy cow! Uh, my wife's over there. I really want her to try that one. Yeah, it's no. It's got a little bite. Oh yeah, just a little. <laughs> and then a, a la- little bite that lasts about ten minutes. That's yeah. a long. That is a long flavor. I mean, literally, I couldn't taste the sausage after so, I can't feel my tongue. So you know, so it's, holy cow! It, it's got good flavor. The spice is a little much for me, but I know plenty of people that would. That would well, like I, that. I've got people that have already said, "Don't you have anything hotter than your blazing beef?" With this, which is which the is sriracha my, flavor, yeah, my favorite. Because yeah. I like sriracha because it's not it's flavorable and it yeah. doesn't burn you out. I'm a hot sauce connoisseur. We've got probably <laughs> eight different hot sauces at my house at any time, yeah. and I don't usually buy the hottest ones I can get. But I've tried a lot of different srirachas. That's one of my favorite. Mm. We might have to Holy take cow. we might have to take an early break to refresh these drinks. So I gotta say, oh, we can do that. We can do that. Whew. That's a long burn. Oh man, it's still oh, on yeah. fire. I had to drink. I got milk out of the refrigerator. I, I don't. It's not that bad. I didn't say it's bad. It's just Curtis wants a long burn. My tongue is still burning. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a long burn. 
Jeez. The problem is you guys are are, are trying to wash down what something do you think, spicy with Mary? bourbon. <laughs> Grab hot. a beer. All right. So the first flavor you guys couldn't figure out. There was a maybe we should pass. Well, you won't be able to taste it now. If I told you there's an extra ingredient in there on the, the first, first one? one that we had, yeah. No, I'll pass it back around. I'm still trying to get I'll try it again. Yeah, I'll try it again. Oh, my tongue is on it fire. Has a, it has a different taste for me, but I can't pinpoint it. So, I did want to say while we're kind of doing this, is man, you know, we received some devastating news from, from Tebby's liquor store here since the last podcast. And uh, they informed us that uh, Wilderness Trail has discontinued my harvest rum. What? I'm devastated. There's two barrels left, in fact, down at Wilderness Trail. But but they're not. Yeah, you have to get it there. But. Can we buy it? My wife had the day off today. And she found a bottle in northern Kentucky, the last bottle they had down there. So, Perfect, yeah. So, so she actually. Went, she went all the way down to Covington to pick it up, or Newport to pick it up for me. Yeah, so actually, uh, they messaged and said the distributor told them that. So they called Wilderness Ta- Trail directly. And they said, yeah, we're concentrating on our bourbons only. We have two barrels here that will sell the liquor from here. So to get any more of it, you got to go down. Road trip. Road trip there to Danville, go. Kentucky. There you go. Wilderness Trail. Oh, man. I'm sweating over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, But, but uh, they do have a little uh, surprise for us, maybe. Mike's working on a barrel pick and wants us to come down. So. Good. Good. Are you talking about the, the liquor store here in town? Yeah. yeah. In Batesville, in actually. Batesville. Oh, the, the one in Batesville, it's great. The one in town here is great, too. Yeah. So, so actually, on the way out here, I stopped down there and had to pick up a bottle of mixing bourbon that's just Jim Bean mm-hmm. and uh, checking out the rest of the counter they do have uh, um, Jefferson's on the ocean on the ocean I saw they that got, uh, it's uh, number 23 Curtis while you're here have to try that Matty Gladen I, I will I, I heard him talk about Jefferson Ocean and you know that's one of my favorites you know there's two different strengths of that they have the cast strength and then the Correct. regular Correct. and I, I yeah. almost brought the cast strength I wanted to bring some bourbon for everybody to share, but I figured you tried that. Uh, yep, that's those don't, are both great bourbon. So, yep. that's some good stuff. Can't you can't figure out that other flavor, can you? It's not overpowering. It's very subtle. Very subtle, and it's the flavor that you you know. All right, we can keep talking, and you just keep eating and see if you can figure it out. Is it bourbon? So why he's it is. Well, I was thinking it was, but it has a very, very low turn on it. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's very subtle. Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, a bourbon. And it didn't help that I was drinking this bourbon doing yeah. it. <laughs> it didn't help that you had ghost pepper that went back right to it either. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a bourbon uh, jerky. I like it. It's good. So, out of the three, Dwayne? I like four, but I'm still on fire. So it's hard to vote for it. Two was my favorite, probably. That was the bar. That, that was that's the, the, bur- the bourbon. The bourbons too. Oh. The bourbon. Oh. You, you guys have me confused as hell because I only tried three of them. And so there's two, three, and four. Number oh, two. Okay. Okay. The first I got it. one yeah, yeah. we tried, number two. Okay. Was my favorite. Okay. The th- number three would be right there with it, but number two was just that was just a good eating. Don't have to have a drink if I'm driving somewhere. I can snack on it, and you know, whatever. It's something just or working at the shop. I can chew on it while I'm working. Don't need a drink to keep it. Number four, you better have a glass of something 
to keep going, at least for me. Because I got sweat on the forehead and everything over yeah. here. <laughs> so I would Woo. I would agree wholeheartedly on all three of them with Dwayne. The the last one, really good flavor. But for me, it's just too, too, too hot for too you. Too hot for yeah. me. I, I, I just, I'm not my, that much for that stuff. Curtis? My favorite was the second one I sampled, which was number three. So that's in order, smoky, three. Okay, Smoky smoke, Barbecue. Smoky Barbecue was my favorite. That is awesome. And then I really like the spicy one, number four. And then I liked number two, but it was my least of the three. Least of the three. But they're okay. all great. But listening to your conversation, you buying the hot sauces, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Right. I'm, I like hot, but not to that extent. But I don't know that I would sit there and down a bag of that one. I, yeah. think, <laughs> I think if you did, you might end up in a hospital. In a hospital. Yeah. It's kind of like going to B-dubs and getting the blazing wings. Right. So, Rube? Marketing speaking, uh, two or three, two, four. I think four is a great marketing plan If because there are people out there that just want to challenge you people on that one. Yeah. Right. That four has a great flavor. It has a yeah. long burn. But you're right. It's not something people are going to stick in their cheek and going to soak on that. It's not going to Hey, happen. I agree with, uh, Most with Ruben on this, too. But, and also the bourbon, because bourbon is yes. just for the past, what, five, six years, it's yeah, just been so that's why it's so popular. And, yeah. and there's new bourbon drinkers everywhere. So I, I think you're going yeah, to I would go three, two, four if it were me. And But four being a, I don't know, maybe you market it like a specialty item as one-off once a year or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I want to make sure I don't do something that's sitting on my shelf for a year. I mean, it, right. there's your shelf life on everything. Right. Uh, so like limited edition yeah. kick out or something. I don't, that's how I look at that. But I think, see, I think in, in my opinion, I think three, two, four. See, the good to me would be that the hot one in the fall, winter, because you can eat something hot and, yep. you know, just well, like me, it warms you up. That's that. That's the time well, there, of year. There's you're something to say about guys that want to go. Hey, guys, let's going to chop down on a bag of this stuff so, and spread it around, and they get up on that hot stuff. So, is there any flavor that you would say just absolutely don't do? Of those no, three, of no. Those three, I would well, say I don't know. If I look at it at a business standpoint from yours, where you're looking at it, I would say business-wise, you don't want to do four. I think that it, as far as what we like, I think two and three is where you want to go business-wise. That's my opinion, business-wise. So, what do you think about Curtis? There's none of them that I don't know the jerky business like you. There's none of them that I would think you wouldn't want to make, other than you're probably trying to condense how many flavors you offer. So, I would guess. Yeah. So, I mean, in my and, mind, I'm thinking about adding all three of those. Yeah. I there's none of them that I that I would ask. And my favorite one is maybe the least marketable, just because it's not exciting. Smoky barbecue. Yeah. It's been around. I think any of them are going to sell. I agree. I, I think they will. I the people that try any of the flavor will try it because they know they like the other one, so they're going to expect and get the same result. You, you might want to work on a legal warning for the. For the oh, yeah. it's, it's oh it'll not, be on there. It's not. It'll that be fun. Spicy. I'll, but I'll that's do part of the marketing for packaging. Yeah, on yeah part of the marketing would be some sort of a goofy warning label. You know, I don't, I don't know. I think I if I have to go back and say the smoky barbecue, my favorite is your blazing. Okay, uh, and I have to I have to tell you I think that if you replace the sweet hot with the smoky I think you that's a win win in my opinion, uh, and I'm going just by what I'm selling. Uh, 
Just on that line. That's what I look at. Hey, Alan, what's your number one seller right now? Lakeside. Lakeside. It's it's awesome. Yeah. It's very good. And yeah, believe it or not, just... Maple Pepper, you you guys, Maple Pepper isn't the hottest for you guys, but no. a couple of other places? Sure, sure. They go nuts. Because yep. that was the one we started with yeah. originally. Well, I so. think the, the word blazing scares people away from the blazing. I, and I've a actually talked people. people into it, and they come back and said, you're right. It's not too hot. It's very good. So you have to talk them into it. But the sweet so the, heat the is The ghost pepper will say really, really blazing. <laughs> You yeah. could rename the other one Kind of Blazing. Kind of Blazing. and yeah. yeah. Kind of Blazing. There you go. We could do that and do a little marketing there. Yeah. We could think of something more creative than that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're, but the flavor-wise, they're all good. Even they the, even four, the hot one was a good flavor. You're not going to find any jerky on the market which, that you can easily chew. It's it's You can tuck it away. It's very just digestible. It's good material. It's it's And when, when I look at jerky, you try some of the other stuff, it's like chewing horse Shoe butter, leather, you know? yeah. It's terrible. That's what makes a difference. It's, I, it's just good. I make my own jerky from yep. venison. Uh, you right. know, I've never made beef jerky, but I, and uh, and I've thought and I I uh, use I use somebody else's recipe, but it's it's very very good. And I, I didn't think that I'd ever like anything as much as I like venison jerky, and this I really do. Good. Yeah, you know, there's I, not to pat Stanger Sugar Shack on the back, but that's the one thing I've heard that a lot of people that do their own jerky, you know, really like the jerky that we do because it's. It's flavorful. It's not hard as a rock, and and tender. I don't have to do it. I, I make my own yeah. jerky because because I like it. It's I don't enjoy making it, and it, it's really it's kind of a pain. And uh, you know, last year we uh, I had a I've got a big a great big dehydrator, and I I had it sitting on the floor, and with a uh, ten pounds of venison in it. And my dog got in it while I was <laughs> and pulled every freaking shelf out. All of them. Pulled every oh. shelf out and ate 10 pounds of almost raw venison. Oh, oh that's pulled. funny. She was fine. I mean, she she slept really well for a while. Smiled at you like, thanks, man. That was awesome. I bet her visits outside were <laughs> quite frequent, too. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, boy. Well, I just know if I ever eat the number four again, I'm never going to let it touch my tongue. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long it took. I even drank milk afterwards. I'm like, oh Dodie brought gosh. me a bite of her slaw she made back there to help kind of calm it down because it was my tongue was just on fire. So you know we do that have knocks ice cream. it down really quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, sugar. Yeah. So good deal, good yep. deal. So let's talk a little bit um, business since you're here, Curtis. I, I'll talk whatever you want to. So. Lumber is just crazy. We talked about it. we talk about it all the time because I'm I'm buying it and you guys are selling yeah. it. And Ruben talks about it all the time. It's just nuts right now. It it is. It's nuts and it's unfortunate. And people ask me why all the time. And and there's so many whys. A lot of it's trucking. A lot of it is the workforce. Transportation's a really big part of it. Um, demand and, and just supply. And, and the right. demand, I think, is starting to even out a little bit, but it, it's going to take a while. The demand is what's been shocking, I think, because um, all these people are building. It just, it's going to come crashing down one of these it, days. It will. And this this isn't a good situation for no. anybody. And most, most people understand where we come from. And I'm not – I'm here to talk about whatever you want, but I'm not here to talk about Gilman's or – pat Gilman's on the back or say well we're awesome or anything like that which we are but yeah <laughs> but you, you, we're Ruben, not, here's where you jump in but you, you know you know there's uh 
I, I have had it. Some people say, "Man, you guys must really love these high lumber prices." No, absolutely not. No, this, you're not. This making, isn't good for us. Yeah. We're not. We're not making more profit margin, and yeah. either is anybody. Home Depot, Lowe's, any right. of your independents. Right. It, there's no one that I know of that this is a good situation for, and it's really starting to drive down demand. Right. So what's happening is a lot of the big commercial jobs aren't happening right now because it's just your material prices are you know more than double what they should be oh it's we're looking at quadruple and then it's at one point we thought well we'll price it out as metal stud well then steel went up so it's a no-win situation right now right until people get back to work people go back to work that's the you know you you made a comment a minute ago about customers will tell you they think it's great for your business but it's not because they spend a lot of time today explaining to our customers every day about the difficulties of the price for them and we have to listen to their arguments and stuff and it so it's not easier for us either you know a a scary thing too for anybody in retailing these things is we're buying the stuff at a very very high price and eventually the bottom will fall out of this market oh it's right and if you're you're sitting on more expensive materials eventually you're gonna lose your butt Right. right So, but, but I mean, we all get through, we, we all get through and, and, you know, we've been through rough economies in the past and, and we'll, we'll be just as strong w- when it's done. It's just uh, the inflation right now. I mean, people that aren't sitting back and looking what's going on, it's a repeat of what happened 2008. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a repeat, if not, maybe a little bit worse well and curtis yes. curtis mentioned the transportation being the big issue there's a, a piece on the other night talking about the lack of tr- truck drivers right, right now for the same reasons there's lack of all kinds of other other uh, employees and that that is really really driving this inflation it's going to drive the inflation through the roof at some point where and, not, and we're not just talking lumber now, and that may be why the steel right. prices started going up because that became started becoming more of right. a factor when it got more in demand, right? So we've had a lot of fun at Arby's expense in town here. Yeah, you know, I drove by there today, two hundred dollar signing bonus to go to work at Arby's. Right now, what in the world is going well, on here? You're, and that's that's the problem. It's you're seeing that across everywhere is trying to get people to one take the job and two is get them to stay. Or how about just to show up for an just interview? Just show up for right. an interview. Well, yeah. the bigger problem is they were people were paid to more money than they were making working to sit at home. So now everyone assumes that they should get paid that to do whatever the, job they do. But you got to realize. And we'll get to the real world. Say you were making ten dollars an hour now, you want fifteen. Okay, we're gonna give you fifteen an hour. Well, what about the guy making fifteen, twenty, twenty five? He just sees whatever job you're doing, and if it's the entry level job, if you're making what they were making, well then I want more. Well then the next guy wants more. And it's just a trickle a trickle up and 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 why would you not want to i mean the the widespread economic benefits are far more than what we see and what you just said dwayne that hits the nail on the head of of just one one small thing but if i can hit on something just real quick i've seen a lot of good in people through this too and anytime you have an event like this whether it's a pandemic or an economic event it brings out the good and the bad in people and as much as we have seen some of this stuff of people not wanting to go to work People not showing up for interviews. I've seen a lot of great young people too, and and a lot of times um, 
the the younger generation gets a lot of flack, but I've seen people that are coming into entry level positions that it's not going to pay well. Where I've heard them say, with unemployment benefits, so good, I could make more at home, but I was raised to want to work. Right. And we have seen some of those people. We've seen a lot of those people, and they just don't get the recognition that right. that the bad side does. Um, so there, there's a lot of good out there too. Yes, there is. So in Vegas, when we pull into Vegas, there's a big sign. First sign. First sign we see, $1,000 signing bonus. To be I mean, a cocktail waitress. Yeah. I mean, every every place. I mean, we talked about transportation a little bit. Didn't have enough Uber drivers. Didn't have enough taxi drivers. Well, service even in the hotel. In the hotel, yeah. I mean, typically everybody goes to Vegas to gamble. You, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's free drinks. I know the one night that I was there, I could have barely got two drinks the whole night we were there. Playing, whatever. Dodie married position themselves they would find a, a waitress serving that's where they would play just so they could get served because in the bigger casinos they had two three servers for the whole casino and you know you talk about transportation i was watching reading a report the other day that the statistics are saying that there for every driver that there is and we're talking let's talk in cdl driver for every driver there is is 100 loads per driver just sitting yeah uh, and when you have that type of number on the amount of e- of cross country commerce on that, that's huge uh, about backups and expenses and getting things across the country. And I I think before we see a turn in that, we're going to see a fall in a lot of other things before that actually can be rectified. There, it's, I think it's what's yeah. sad. That's what we're going to well, be faced with. There was a trucking company. I listened to a gentleman. I don't remember the name of the company. It's the second largest in the country, and. He said we are 9 to 12 months behind currently of shipping. He said yes. if everything starts going now, he said it's going to take 9 to 12 months to get caught back up if everybody comes back to work. He said, but he goes, I'm calling in drivers every day, and they're going, no, I'm not coming in yet. He goes, so, you know, that just puts us another couple weeks behind, you know, for everyone that doesn't come in. I've heard a lot of people ask me questions like, well, you know, people are starting to come back to work. The unemployment benefits are changing. COVID's getting better. So when are we going to see see these benefits of the it, there's a huge lag time in this yeah uh, yes. huge so there's containers sitting and the, we're, we're not just facing this in lumber and uh mine and ruben's business we're facing this in everything you know i was talking to him a little bit before about these blackstone griddles we sell that are really popular and two years ago or a year ago i we probably sold throughout my company like five or six hundred of these it's like a three foot uh, outdoor right cooking griddle, griddle. And they're about three, four hundred dollars. They're a great product. People love them, and we can't get them because they're sitting in a container, unloaded somewhere. And there's a huge backup of this stuff. It's not just that we, we're so, dealing with all kinds of shortages. Yeah. So that goes even further. So your container setting unloaded, not loaded, not unloaded. So I need that container because I'm buying things overseas. I can't even get a container over there because right. they're all here. They're sitting here. There's a bunch in the harbor still not unloaded. There's a bunch that are unloaded that they haven't been the contents haven't been unloaded. It's just haven't been through customs. Trickle down. And so, the and the price of the containers is through it, the roof. So for me to ship quartz overseas here it used to cost me seven thousand dollars for the container. That was the container rental. Fourteen thousand. It's doubled now. Yeah. If you can get the container, yeah. it's nuts. It is. I got uh, two of them in my lot. I think I could sell them. Yeah, you, you might be able to bargain them out. <laughs> yeah. But so, the problem is, you got to have somebody come pick them up. That's true. Yeah. 
I, I'll tell you a real quick quick story. It just made me think of this. We we have a central office. Some people call it a corporate office. We don't like that term. Central office or support center in Batesville. That's where I work and a few other people. And we're we're expanding. So we um, we had before it had an apartment in it, and we had to ask the renter to move somewhere else. And we you know knocked her apartment out, and we're turning it into offices. And me and a few other, there was about five or six of us did all the demolition and construction work ourselves just because, for one thing, it's, it's hard to find contractors right now, too, and that's kind of, it's how we are. It's how right. we do business. We like to do things ourselves. We, we tore out about five or six walls and built several new walls, and we wouldn't go buy uh, two-by-fours from ourselves <laughs> because they're so expensive. So I was outside on the deck pulling nails and screws out of old two-by-fours, yeah, and I've got walls framed that have uh, two by fours with holes in them and everything so, try so, to be resourceful so talking about lumber a little bit so the majority of the lumber that comes to this country comes through canada so there's a couple issues there uh one everybody canada was shut down just like we were during the pandemic but then what happened is canada got shut down for a second time so not only weren't they cutting trees or processing them canada has very strict laws you cut a tree you plant a tree so they weren't planting trees either so it's all one big which process is be which is backlogged right, right now so crazy 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 a lot of our lumber in the united states is coming from overseas now too all in europe areas. a lot of people don't know that yeah. euro, euro studs euro lumber is right. a big thing right now too so it's like getting anything else yeah a little crazy crazy so i think we need to uh fill up our glasses Cut Concur. this. So we'll cut this. This has been a fun podcast so far. So we'll come back and I want to talk a little bit about Gilman's expansion, all the different stores you got, and where you're going, and what the future looks I like. I feel like I'm getting a free commercial. But absolutely, yeah, sure. absolutely. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You know, it's about time to restock the rusted nail speakeasy with some fine liquors. There's only one place we go for that. When we're in Brookville, we shop at Tebby's liquor store downtown brookville indiana on main street they have a selection of beer wine liquors vodkas your seltzers whatever you want right here in brookville indiana give them a shout stop in and say hi now if you're out towards batesville indiana check out batesville liquor co they've got a huge selection they're in what used to be a grocery store now it's filled with alcohol They've got selections of bourbons, selections of wines, vodkas, whiskeys, you name it, they've got it. Located in Batesville, Indiana. So whether you're in Batesville or Brookville, we got two spots for you to hit. Check them out. Tebby Leckers in Brookville and the Batesville Liquor Company out in Batesville, Indiana. Tell them to cross the line 1524 crew sent you. Old wood, good wood. How much wood? It's wood, okay? (laughs) Got to have a little fun. Kick this second half off. That, of course, is our friend Robert Clotworthy talking about wood. More wood, old wood, good wood. Hardwood, softwood. It's all wood. Swampy wood. So our guest, Curtis Gilman, that's his least favorite topic, Oak Island, but... We, I don't we're, we're just, it. just going to it's about and I, I love the history channel. I watch the history channel all the time, but I watched Oak Island because you guys talked about it and I think the problem was I probably was into it about 30 or 40 episodes in and didn't have any of the the backstory. The backstory, yeah. so. Yeah. And and I I don't 
really pride myself as being a TV guy because I, I try and right. read more and do things that are a little more productive. And now I've oh, with Netflix and everything, I'm getting into more shows. So the last thing I need is another show in my life. He, well, says, he says we're not productive. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that directly. Uh, well, here's what we got to say about that. What the hell? Yeah. So we want to talk a little bit uh, about uh, Gilman Home Center stores and uh, your expansion. You're all over the place. Got new stores out there, and I believe you got new another store coming. Probably I've heard. So we do. We so do. talk so- to us a little bit about what you got. Well. Most recently, we opened a store in Gas City, Indiana. You know, we started, our roots trace back here to Brookville. My grandpa ran a construction company, owned a construction company here in Brookville. And a lot of the buildings that you know um, around here he built. Um, I'm very proud of that. That's uh, I, I love that history of my family and, and driving through town. I still really love driving through town and saying my grandpa built that, my dad built that. So... Our roots are in construction. My dad uh, put his first store in Batesville, Indiana, and our, our most recent stores are 13th and Gas City. So we're Batesville, That's Brookville, awesome. Connorsville, right. a bunch of other towns, Oxford, um, and uh, we're in the process of building one in Hartford City, which is just 20 minutes down the road from our Gas City Gas store City, that we yeah. just opened. Yeah. Wow. Cool. It's been fun, and it's been a whirlwind. So since I've been in operations in the company, I think we've opened seven of them. And, uh, it's all and, to your credit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all me. <laughs> no, no by, by no means. We've got, a, we've got tremendous people like Ruben here that works, for, uh, that works with us. Uh, we got a lot of people like him. Nobody's quite like him. He's, he's pretty different. We can, we can pretty much God. guarantee that. <laughs> But if there's one thing we're good at, I think it's hiring really good people and, and treating them well, and and that is what helps us grow the business. Awesome, awesome. I, I'm I'm just I'm just here. And it's I mean for and this for us on it, you know, being from small towns ourselves, it's great to see a small town business grow into the you know the big town business. I mean, it's and compete with the big boys and 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 stay there and, and keep growing. So we, it's, it's really good to see. We do compete with the big boys and I think we're pretty good at it, but I don't ever want to be considered a big boy. I always want to have that small town company feel. Even if we're in 15 or 20 or 30 towns whatever we are, I want to have that small town f- feel and the agility for people to be able to break rules, bend rules and do what they have to to treat people right. So I'll speak to to uh, competing with the big boys a little bit. So as you know, since I think you signed a purchase order, don't I you? did. I've signed a few of them recently. Th- thank you. Yeah. So um, we needed. We did some extra doing extra work on one of our uh, facilities that we're building and needed some studs, a lot of them. And you know, I priced it out to everybody, and you guys ended up being you know um, getting studs from Indiana from a job in Ohio. So I'm just thankful we were able to get them. Yeah, I I was too. So. <laughs> Uh, it worked out good, but I mean, you're comp- when you're bidding on commercial stuff like that, you're bidding against the Carter Lumbers, the you know all those bigger you know places, and it's it's, it's not as hard as what you would think. I, and and I, what people don't realize is we're part of a co-op, a cooperative called Do It Best, and it's a it's a very large company. It's a thirty two hundred store, so we have all that buying power. Uh, within us because we are a member owner of that company so cooperatives how they work is they're not to make profits they're to bring profits back to their members we're a member of that 
so we have the buying power of 3,200 stores, even though we're 14. Right, right. It's worked out for me. I mean, you guys are supplying our trim, and so it's yeah, all works and, out. Yeah, so. we've appreciated it. Yeah. Well, so and, and when we compare, say, a Gilman's Home Center to a Lowe's or Home Depot, for me, and I'm guessing that your guys' market are smaller towns like Brookville, Batesville, Gas City, where going to those big super stores is a stretch for most people. But the other thing is, is when I go in to Gilman's versus them, I can find stuff in your store. Yeah. Those those other stores are so huge. It's like I'm trying to find something simple, and you know, and I can wander around there forever to find the what I'm looking for. And usually, the help isn't quite as knowledgeable <laughs> because it's just as big for them. It's, right? It's right. tough, and and you know, it's it's tough in these days to find that knowledgeable help. But we work really hard at it, and I think we do a pretty good job at it. And what we ha- when when we find them, it's about treating people right, and that's what we try and build our b- business on is treating people right so they'll stay. And we've hired a lot of people from Lowe's because. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here or not, but sure. but what we sure. hear a lot is that they don't treat people like we do. So get them in there, treat them right, and they'll stay. Correct. They will get some knowledgeable people there, but they often just don't they don't stick around. Well, again, I think your stores not just, and I think it probably works with your your employees the same as it does. Your, it's a kind of a family friendly atmosphere again because it's not so big. And if you're going to the local, if I'm going to the Brookfield store, I'm seeing people. You know the same people, and and, right. and that I know in that store, right? Yeah, that's that's really neat, and that's been one of the most fun things in my career. And I'll tell you just a, a real quick. I don't want to make this about me, but a little quick thing about my history is I went to college at Ball State University in Muncie, and um, I just had had the idea at the time that I never wanted to go work for my dad. I wanted to to blaze my own path, whatever that may be. So I, I went and worked in the apartment industry for whatever reason, and, um, and I, I moved to Detroit for a very short period of time and, and leased apartments, and I found that I really missed this industry that I didn't think I wanted to be a part of. And what I found out, it wasn't really about the industry, it was about the people. It was about the people and the small town values that places like Brookville and Batesville and Connorsville and Oxford and Edinburgh and Centerville have. And in the connections that I've made and I really get a lot of enjoyment out of my job now because I've met people in all these different 13 neighborhoods that we're in now we're about to be in 14 I've, I've met a lot of really valuable relationships not just with our team members but with customers and it feels really good to walk into a store and see somebody that maybe I haven't seen in four or five years but I, I know them really well and I get that a lot when I go into these small towns and you know I'll get behind the register and run register or work at the lumber counter or go work in the lumber yard and, and it's brought a lot of fulfillment to my career that's great it is awesome, awesome. that's great stuff so future growth what are you looking at I get asked that question a lot I like the question but I don't have and I, I'm not trying to be evasive I don't have a real simple answer for it a lot of people phrase it as Curtis or Charlie or how many stores do you want to have? And I, I won't give you a straight answer because I don't know. I, I don't know. And how I would um, how I would word is opportunistic is, is how I look at it. So I look for opportunities. And a lot of times opportunities come to us. And if you put yourself out there as somebody that's aggressive and growing, the opportunities will come. We get a lot of calls from mayors and economic development coordinators, things like that. Right. 
Um, and there are some more cities that we're looking at, cities, towns, I should say, that we're looking at really hard right now that I just don't necessarily feel, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I should say, on a podcast right. with um, millions and millions of listeners. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> this you know, isn't about us, though. This is about you. <laughs> you know, one thing I could say, I came to work with uh, Gilman's uh, about eight months ago, and I changed from from corporate management into major manufacturing down to what I'm doing now. And I it, went down? Yeah. Down. Well, not down. I would say down. Over. I, over. I changed yeah. over. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's, a, it's a different you, thing, a different amount it of people. Is. It's a, a different, different yeah. it has been a challenge for me because it was a complete career change for me. And uh, Well, you know, all of us here, I'm just going to tell you. So we know you pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> And we're like, he's going to work with customers? <laughs> he has to talk to How people? How is this ever going to work? I actually do pretty well. <laughs> he, he does. He does. Uh, you know, it's, but I can tell you, uh, I've been faced with some very difficult decisions in my career, business-wise and stuff, but I, I learn something new every day in this business. And, and it is interesting. It's enjoyable. Uh, it's uh, you don't wake up thinking oh, God, I got to work today. You don't do that. Not in my at least in my opinion. But you know I've been I've been to the ranks where we're running working for a billion dollar company, a very large vast company where you're a number, and it's different there. But I, there ain't nothing. And I think Curtis point on that too. When you have a customer that can walk up to you, know you by your name, tell you they have a problem or something they need fixed, and you can fix it for them or you can help them with that. It makes a difference. Uh, you know, someone calls up and says, hey, I need doors, and you can have that personal conversation with them, right? Or you, you know, had a, 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 one of our contractors come in and say, hey, I got a problem with a bill. Uh, can you look over this bill for me, and, and let's take a look at it. And you can sit down and have those generalized conversations with those people, and you connect. And not only that, but where here, you, every employee that works for the Gilman Industries touches every customer because whether you're in the store or you're picking up in the back lot, you, we load you. We pick your stuff for you. You don't go roaming around with a cart, dragging around a 250,000-square-foot warehouse. That's not how it works. And I think it's, it, it really brings home to me what really is it about. And it's, I'm saying that because Curtis is sitting here. I'm telling you because that's what it is. Well, it's, it's old school. That's the way it, it used to it's be. Very old you know? and it's, it's, it's great that there's, you guys still do that. The, right. the day that we can't do it that way anymore will be the day i don't want to be in it anymore and i intend to work to an old age my my dad's 65 and he's still uh, active in the business and uh and i have the same feelings about it as he do, does uh and I, I i referenced before a little bit of that small town feel that small company feel but we're not real small anymore and i i'm not i really i'm really not trying to toot my own horn i'm or our horn i'm trying to make a point there's a uh, LBM magazine, which is an industry magazine. If you're not in lumber and building materials, you wouldn't know it. But they every year they come out with the top 100 largest lumber yards, lumber companies in, in the country. And I remember when I was really kind of first getting out of college and coming into this, I was always like, man, I think we're going to make that. We're going we're gonna to be on the top 100. And then I remember when we were getting on there, we'd be like 99, 100. Then we'd go to 98, then 99. And it just came out a couple weeks ago, and we were 51. Wow. So cool. That, and, awesome. and that's with companies on there like uh, Carter and 84. 84. And all those. Yeah. yeah. No, they're all they're all on there, and we're and we're the 50, 51st by uh, sales revenue. And that, that's pretty neat. But I don't care if we're 51st or 151st or 1st. 
it's about how you treat people and it's about having personal touch and um and just everybody being on the same level and that's really what i believe in so if you come to my store you're going to see me and you're going i mean not necessarily all the time because i've got I, i split between 13 stores but i have an office i hear it's nice I, I I don't I don't spend a lot of time in it. Um, I I really I spend a lot of my time in the stores because that's what I enjoy and that's where I can make a difference. And uh, so I may be helping you with a plumbing problem someday, and or and hopefully not. Hopefully you get somebody more qualified. But <laughs> if you do, sorry. But I uh, you know I just, I just really enjoy being with the people, and that is a cool thing about this job. And I'm sure you see it a little bit. And you're I, I know you're on a, a different level with with um, commercial construction, but you see the results of what you do. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I cannot stand sitting at my desk in the office, so I'm in the field a bunch, and it's great to see. And, and I get a rep, you know, I, I talk to all the contractors, all their. Even though I hire them all, I don't know all their help. So, you know, I, I get to talk to everybody, see the work happening, and it's it's a great feeling when you, you know, they see it all come together. And it's the, you know, and speaking on Dwayne, Dwayne's a private business owner, and he sees that you have the same, the same type of feeling with impact with your customers. You build those relationships, and you know what kind of a personal impact that has. Oh yeah, I mean, and it, it makes you feel good. Like in the automotive world, I mean, I've got customers that just walk in and throw you the keys and go, "Call me when it's done." Right. You know, don't don't want an estimate. They don't want a phone call until it's ready to pick up. And you just, you know, they trust you. And then when you when you get that to that point, that that really makes you feel good that they trust you just That's to be right. whatever it is. That's and, right. There's a lot of local people that I have that relationship yeah. with. You know, I just got a, I've got a fairly new truck i just bought a, a ram a, a while back and uh, i got a big s- scratch on it don't know how it got there and there's one guy i called and i'm not going to call it the business because then i could be talking about other businesses that i i didn't go to sure. but i called the one body guy i know because i guess i've been accident prone i shouldn't know body guys as much. i didn't <laughs> he, ask for enough is he on speed dial <laughs> <laughs> he, he is he, he's, he's been in my barn for beers before but i i did not call for an estimate because that's how we treat each other right. in in small towns and i know it's, he's, he's not going to hurt me. It's going to be done right, and, you know, and, and I'm going to pay him a fair price. And if it, and if I get a little bit of sticker shock, I'm not going to get upset because I don't understand the ins and outs of that business. Right. right. But you know, you talk about helping people too. Like today, we just a couple broke down Monday. They were on vacation. You know, their car broke down, fuel pump went out, and, and four days to get one. No, I mean that was from the dealers. Nothing we're going to do. So Dodie, we found them a rental car. We took them to get their rental car. They tried to pay her for that. And she's like, no, you know, because that's, I mean, that's just, we just, I mean, that's small town. We help you out. We take you where you are. So today they showed back up. It had other problems. We got everything fixed, but they're on their way. We, I think we talked them into finishing the vacation because when they left, they were going, they were headed to Dallas and the husband's like, no, I'm done. We're, you know, we picked the car back up. We're going back home. And I kept telling them, just go on your trip. I mean, they were, looked like they were retired. I was like, just enjoy life. This is a setback. But don't let it change your, you know, your outlook on the trip. And I was talking to his wife, and then she come in today, and and I was talking to her. I said, "So, Dallas bound after you leave here?" She goes, "I don't know. It's going to be up to him." I said, "Well, I'll put in a few words for it." And so we come in. We were just talking, and I just kept pushing it, and and he had kind of, I think, had decided the same thing. This is just setback. Let's just go on and you know and, and enjoy life and keep going. So and it was good to help them get on their way and keep finishing their trip and you know not those, leaving them stranded those interactions make a difference in people's life and i, I see it with um, how our team members treat people but i also see it how our customers treat people i got an email the other day 
from a lady that said, this was one of my other stores, I think it was, I don't remember which one it was, it may have been Winchester or Newcastle, it was somewhere up north, where uh, a lady said a customer behind her, and it was one of our regular customers, she realized she got up front and didn't have her wallet, and a customer behind her just said, hey, I got it, don't worry about it. That is what I love about doing business in small towns. Yes. And like that you can go to Dwayne's shop and he's going to actually care about you as a person. That you may be in line behind somebody that doesn't know you but just cares to make your day better. Trite. Right. Yeah. Trite. Well, and I think I think you know for your business then to to lift you up a little bit Curtis. That's that's driven from the top as far as through your employees and I can tell just by your attitude as we're sitting here talking why your employees are that way and every once in a while you know robin and i'll be out or we'll go out to dinner and you go into a certain restaurant maybe you've never been in before and you realize that every server in there is enjoying what they're doing and they're very pleasant over you know just on top of everything and it's all about you're it you're it's all about serving you and those are special moments because you know, that's one in 50 places you go into right. that you get that feeling. That's right. It's rare and, 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 and you kind of just see it's not just one person. You know, you'll go in a place and you'll have one person that just has that that personality and that attitude, right? But when you walk into a place and it's just part of the business and it's everybody, that's coming from above. And that's that's right. coming from the I top. call that the Chick-fil-A factor. Right. Yeah, and I right. think I, you know what that is an that is a perfect example. I have right. never gone to a Chick Fil A and whoever was taking my order or serving me food, I never felt like they were there just to be there. That's right. right. They were they right. were there and they were interested and they really wanted to take care take care of me. Right. And uh, that's a, that's an ex- excellent example. It, you know that type of behavior is driven from the top, right? And, and it has to be driven, and it has to be ingrained in everybody. And, and it but it has to, it has something to do with how they feel they yes. are treated. That's right. Right. Okay? Absolutely. So they feel, you know, right. that their that their that their employer yes. sees them as that important, and right. when when their employer sees them as that important. It makes it much easier for them to see you as a customer as that important. Yes, right. If I can just be an advocate for people that are on the front lines of any business right now, whether it be your local hardware store or a restaurant, if you go to a place and somebody feel, it, you just feel like it's a little bit off and the service is a little bit slower, we got to show people grace. I right, agree. Right I agree with oh, yeah. that. Yeah. There, there's. Um, you know, I live in Batesville, and there's only a few restaurants, and I I, I frequent all of them. Um, I, I like to eat, <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> so do we, as you can tell. <laughs> and I generally get really good service at all of them. People know me, and 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 I don't mean that didn't mean to come off the wrong way. People know me, but like no, people know me. Like, hey, Curtis, how you doing? I, I go to the same places all the time. And there's been times recently where there's the service isn't quite up to par. Agree, and. And you you kind of wonder why, and you see you see people are stressed, they're short-handed, right. and these people. We talked about it earlier in this podcast about about there's these good people that still want to work when they don't have to, even though they could be making more money sitting at home not doing anything. And some days they're just going to be stressed as hell because three right. people called off. They don't have enough people to run the bar, or run the restaurant, or run the registers. So. If somebody's having an off day, sometimes you just got to show them a little bit of grace. Now, right. 
I'm not saying to not hold people accountable. If you go to the same restaurant five times and every time the services sucks and your food is, is cooked bad, then, then yeah, you hold them accountable and you vote with your dollars. You don't go there anymore. But if people have off days, right? we got to show them grace. Agree. Uh, yeah, well, I good think point. we all agree. I mean, it's, it's tough for any – it's for any business, not just the restaurant business. I mean, it's tough to, A, get enough people there to work. You know, and in the restaurant business – I mean, the folks in town here, you'll have the same servers and waitresses and cooks seven days a week cooking because they can't get anybody else to come in. Well, I mean, their store's closing. They're shutting down yeah. hours early because they just don't have any staff, and they yep. know they can't make so, their current staff so fill the hours. Several months ago, I used to always stop at Arby's and grab a coffee in Harrison, Ohio. About two months ago, I pull up on a Friday and it says, Starting Monday, we're not open for breakfast. Oh, no. Yeah, because they so can't get staff. I, I pull yeah. around, and I say, well, what's up? Because, well, we don't have anybody coming into work. Yeah. So I, Jeff I, just yeah. had another instance. Yeah, I had a, a, a friend I worked with in a previous job, and he's on fa- friends on Facebook, and he posted, you know, gets up every morning, goes to work, stops at the same White Castles and gets coffee, and uh, pulled in the other day, and they had a sign-up. Sorry, we, we were closed for breakfast we, for lack of staff. Right. And you're you're seeing and hearing that all over. I mean, um, you know, there's a couple restaurants that have completely closed down yeah. because they cannot maintain right. staff to 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 uh, do business. I mean, I don't know the mar. I know the mar. They always say the margins in restaurants is so tight anyway. So if you imagine if you lose twenty five percent of your business that sure. you need to maintain, you can only lose so much before right. you just. But I mean, can't go. To, to Curtis's point, great. So I stop at the same place every every morning to get coffee. Um, you know, just like most people, right? It's that, it's that same place. So there was a couple days early this week that uh, I stopped, and the coffee wasn't right. It was, it was. I don't, I don't know what happened. It was the same, the same employee there, but I don't know how, the process, right? Whether they set it up the night before, or maybe they had right. somebody different on staff that night, or whatever. And and I tried like the three different ones, even the like the Kona, which is not you know, I just like I just like regular black Colombian <laughs> coffee, right? And that wasn't you know, I get down the road, I'm thinking, well, at least it looked right. As soon as this stuff came out, I said, All right, right. So the next day I stopped, you know, same thing. I stopped and it, no big deal. I told the girl, I said, There's something wrong with the coffee. And she came over and right away is like, Yeah, that's that's not right. So she was working on it. I didn't have time to stay and wait. Right. So I went on, grabbed the Kona, and it was no, it was no, it was no better. And the next day, I stopped, and it was similar. They had a problem with one of the coffee makers, and then I, so I got the other one that looked right, but I got down the road, it wasn't right. So I'm thinking, okay, we're going to go two strikes. Yeah, we're going to go one more time, right? And so now I've been. I guess that was last week. So middle of last week, and all the rest, everything's fine, right? So. Again, I'm sure they're struggling with the same yeah. type of situations. And like Curtis said, people stressing out. They're trying to do three three jobs exactly. instead of one. Exactly. And so they don't get something quite right. And, uh, and you know, I didn't have a big hissy fit about it. I just pointed it out and I and, went and on. And that wouldn't accomplish anything? Yeah. Anyway. No, it wouldn't. It no. wouldn't do so, anything. So, and 
the matter of fact, they probably didn't know there was. If you wouldn't have said anything, right? They never know there was and, an and issue. And you can say something. And, and if somebody comes sure. into my store and something's wrong, I want them to say something. All I'm sure. asking, whether it's my store or anybody else or the gas right. station or the bar, is it, just be kind. Be right. kind and patient with people. This this conversation makes me reminiscent of uh, of the I'll call it the good old days before COVID. When Saturdays at my stores, they were busy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like anybody else. If I'm off work on Saturday, I need things from the hardware store. So I go into my own store. And I would go in there before COVID. And, you know, I would end up working like I always do, running the register a little bit. But people would come in, and it was a place where people hung out and had gathered, fun. Yeah. Like gathered. And yep. they would gather around the popcorn. I was just going to say, the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, the popcorn it's, and the I, coffee. Pot. I fired it back up today. Yeah, oh, and, and that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. And, I, and I, I hope there's more of that coming back. But now sometimes I feel, and I still do think my team has fun. But there was so much more just just conversation and and a lot of times now we're all short staffed demand is different uh supply is different and and the workforce is different so a lot of times they, they don't have time for that chit chat and that just to, to right. that community feel so they're trying to run to the register to get the line died down and things like this right and I, and I, I, I don't want this to come off wrong. I always wanted to be busy in there and hopping and everything, but it was hopping and busy. But still, we're ha- we're we, there's a community feel in there. We still have it, but it's just different. And COVID has changed this, not for Gilman, not just for Gilman's, for, for everybody. everybody. It's, for everything. Yeah. It's, it's changed how we interact in businesses. So here's what I say: If you're one of those folks out there working on the front line, working at a restaurant, at a bar, at a Gilman's. This drink's for you because you guys are the ones out first. Uh, You know, you're taking the brunt of it, whether it's extra hours you're working or having to deal with grumpy people, you know? Well, and a lot of those people have been the essential workers. Like, I mean, everybody around this bar here has not not worked. It was right. so. There's a lot of right. those that are the essential workers that haven't had those days off. They've been working six, seven days a week. When and when Gilman's wore out. <laughs> when Gilman's was essential. So hardware stores, lumberyards were always essential. And when we were essential, and other retail establishments were, I'm telling you, it was crazy. So I was working seven days a week just because we did not have enough help. We actually right. had employees that had contracted COVID. We had employees that weren't comfortable coming in. We needed right. all the help we could get. Plus our store, like our store in Batesville where I live, you know, where it would usually do five, six hundred transactions a day on a Saturday was doing all of a sudden doing 750 or 800 and shortened hours when we're supposed to be social distancing and all right, that. And right. people were stressing, man. It was yeah, sure. tough. They, right? they was wanted tough. something to do. The, well, they, they, were stri- they were bored. They were bored. They wanted something to do. They had to get out and do something. They so worked on their homes. They worked and, on their homes. Right. Yeah. And, and, and my people, it was a struggle. And, and as the leaders, we had to help them through this with how do you deal with this thing where we're expected to to maintain a safe atmosphere and people right. are coming in here with these expectations of so being served and want to go to a place to hang out and all this. And it, it was a tough, stressful thing. And I tell you, I still have the same staff at a lot of these stores and they, they all got through it like champs. They, they really did. And, and I'm so happy for that, so blessed that we had those people that were able to get through this really, really tough thing. Well, and I think, you know, again, on our podcast in the past, when we talk about the pandemic and we talk about this kind of situation, we've encouraged our listeners to, when we're talking about frontline workers, to thank them and to tip them heavy and all that. 
and maybe even really now more than ever because people are now you've got people going out to these places and they're filling them up and they still don't have all the help they need because all those people haven't come back and filled those slots so the people that are there are they're just getting pounded that much they're they're trying to cover all the bases right so again again i go back to curtis's point give them some grace and you know thank them and tip them heavy because they're there and they're doing their best for you to take care of you and and a lot of people that are stressed and you can see it in their demeanor or whatever it's because they care that's right right that's right Right. well and and again it's because you know again they care they're stressed because they know that the service isn't as good as it could be under normal conditions and they're wishing it they're wishing it was and they're doing their best to try to and it it can come off as the wrong way if if you just don't know any better it can come off as the wrong way. Like, this guy's a jerk. No, he's stressed, and he's trying to give you the best service as he exactly. can. Right. And I would rather have somebody that has maybe a little bit of edge because they're stressed than somebody that just clearly doesn't give a crap. Right. right. Fair enough. We we had I that girl. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? In, in Vegas? Oh, yeah. All you could, all you could drink wine did her. Alan. Oh. You know, that the problem with some of these people is if you do have somebody that doesn't give a crap, then maybe the, the casino in Vegas won't fire them because they can't find anybody else well, to take well, That's well, exactly we, what it was. So this was at night. Evening. Evening. Yeah. yeah so it was uh, supposed to be all-you-could-eat Italian buffet. So long story there. Yeah, we won't get into we that. We won't get into the whole story. But it was also all-you-could-drink. Wine. Wine and beer. So we got wine. Let's go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you wouldn't enjoy it. So, so we get our first glass of wine, and it's about that much wine in it. Hey, this is a podcast. Yes, it is. You, you just so it's about an inch and a half, <laughs> inch and a half of wine. Yeah, sorry about that. Who's the rookie here? Yeah, I'm usually the one saying that. So, inch and a half of wine in a big glass. So. Right away, I say, well, you can go ahead and get us another glass. And he was serious. I was serious. And, and she be. knew it. So we start eating, finish that glass. She comes back. I said, need wine. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'll go get that right away. How can you forget when it's wine night? <laughs> Just Just hold on. Right? We're not done. Oh, we're not done. Comes back again. Is everything okay? Well, my wife and I are still waiting on our wine. This is not. This is like 30 minutes later. So and I'll get, so she leaves then then the manager comes over and he sees that we're not real happy and we st- I don't think we had all of our food yet. We didn't have all our food. So we didn't have any food at that point. So yeah. we're still still waiting on the food and the ordering system was screwy. They still don't have their wine. I'd walked in with a drink cuz I didn't deal with this. But the manager's like, "Oh, what can I do for you?" And I'm like, "Look, they've been waiting 30 some minutes for their second glass of wine. This is all you can drink wine. You can't even get a second glass." So he's like, oh, I'll take care of this. He disappears and doesn't it's, come back. It's the same stuff. as I, One of you said it before. I think it was Jeff said, it comes from the top. And oh, when you have yeah. when you have bad stuff like that, that comes to the top too. So the manager didn't give a crap. So no, who else no. Right. That's right. So at the end of the night, you know, obviously we didn't tip the girl. No. So. So, he's, so the manager comes afterwards. He says, well, how was everything? So I pretty much <laughs> told him, you, you know me. Right? So he goes, well, I'll give you, how about I give you a, you know, a, a glass of wine to go? I'm like, well, that's fine, but it still doesn't make up for doesn't five glasses it. I should yeah, have had before. Exactly. I mean, that's why we, give me we a went bottle there. To go. You know? So the next morning, the same place has a very good, we went there that 
same morning and had their buffet oh, breakfast. breakfast. It's awesome. Delicious. So we go that next morning after the whole wine fiasco, <laughs> get the same server we had the night before. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she had to be walking up to the table going, oh, not these well, jerks. In fact, in fact, Mary one time was... We were talking. She got yeah, that little girl. She didn't know it, and she walks up to the table. <laughs> I'm like, oh well, I guess she knows how we feel about her now. But the the only good thing was the second time we had her, she was better. She wasn't, still wasn't up to par, but she was new. And we had asked the manager, you know, look, I think Dodie did goes, is this her first day? <laughs> and he's like, well, she is very new. And, and we're like, look, you know, she, you just need to tell her she needs to pay attention. If somebody orders something, go get it. Don't go. And it okay. wasn't like the place was totally packed. No. It, it wasn't like it was there busy. was 300 people there. Sure. But the problem was, I think it was only her and another server was part of the problem. Part and of she it. was doing turn shifts, right? She's doing closing she and did, opening. She, so. yeah. she still doesn't make up for not refilling your wine. And <laughs> two you bought, times. Two times, and you bought the all-you-can-drink wine. You know? And she'd go to another. We well, could go on. All you should have had your money back. That's what you should have. Yeah. Had. Yeah. Well, they yeah, took. So again, it goes back to the manager. Yeah. I think. I think it goes back to dealing with the manager and straightening it out with him. Yeah. So we forgot. Uh, we got to talk about this. Oh, you can eat pasta thing a little bit further. So you know, there's pastas, and we love pasta. Oh. We love pasta. <laughs> so there's a few things that Dwayne doesn't like in life, food wise, and there's yes. a few things I don't like. So Dwayne doesn't like peas. Ugh. Okay. Don't like peas. I don't like cooked broccoli. So there's four types of pasta. They bring them out to you. One of them has peas in it. The other one's got cooked broccoli in it. <laughs> and I and the one at the end of the night, and, and Dwayne's like, "Who the hell puts peas in pasta?" Yeah, and it's like a red sauce with peas in it. And I'm like, "They're what? just emptying out the freezer, man." I think they say. were. There's all this crap they had left. They're over. just emptying out the freezer. Well, man. When I ordered, I ordered. It, it, we'll get. We'll it get. Sounds we'll like. Uh, it sounds like my wife cooking. <laughs> Whatever's there, just throw it in. But so we, the, the other odd she part is she didn't hear you. She is, yeah, she will when she listens to the podcast. You yeah. get you get pasta, but you don't get any meat. You have to order that extra. So Alan and Dodie ordered uh, chicken, and I ordered uh, sausage and peppers. The best. Mary ordered the best. She got she, the best. <laughs> she got you got the chicken, didn't you? What? Lemon, lemon chicken, chicken in this but salad. But you didn't have an American pasta with or Italian pasta with American peas. <laughs> but they but but anyway, I ordered this peppers and sausage, so I'm thinking, oh, some red sauce so pasta. Right. This will be good. Cut it up. No, the flipping red sauce pasta's got peas in it, so I'm not eating that crap. And then the peppers <laughs> and the onions. It's like they just put them in a skillet for maybe 30 seconds and then pulled them out. So I, they, they were crunchy still. I think they put them in a the microwave. So he comes out at the end. He's like, so I was it? Then Alan's laying him having it. And I'm like, and this was horrible. <laughs> I said, these peppers aren't even cooked. I said, the sausage looked like you threw it in the microwave. So he asked how everything was, and he we pretty much told him. Oh, we told him. I, I stay in Holiday Inns a lot, you know, when I travel to different stores. And they have uh, a lot of the Holiday Inn Expresses have yeah. pasta that you just add water and you can cook in your... Uh, Cooking your hotel room, and it sounds like I've been better off at the Holiday Inn in Gas right. City, Indiana, yeah. than you guys were. So here's the other thing: they took all the coffee pots out of all the hotel rooms in Vegas because yeah. of COVID, so we couldn't make our own coffee I, in our room. I was going to ask because I, I I haven't been to Vegas, and it's got to be well over a year. The the last time they had the National Hardware Show 
was when I was there last, which was probably in 2019. Is it anywhere back to normal outside the, obviously, the poor service levels? This weekend is wide open. They said all the restrictions are gone. We didn't. The only way we had masks and any real restrictions was in the Ubers and the taxis. Other than that, there's no mask requirement. The airplane. Well, the airplane. I've, I've had my hands slapped on the airplane. Well, oh, I got woke up. I was. I, I did too. Mary was, was was pushing my mask up. I'm like, what the heck? We had an hour flight, and I was trying to get an. It was. Just, we got on the plane at six, and I'm laying there sleeping. All of a sudden, I hear. I hear the the steward, waitress, whatever. <laughs> she's asking Dodie, "Are you with him? Can you put his mask up?" And I'm like, "Are you freaking kidding me? I must have yawned, like, and it went r- down right on the bridge of my nose. Is where I've had it, like yeah. right on the bridge of my nose, and and I guess that doesn't completely cover my nose. So I'm well, then, spreading then there, COVID like there was wildfire. a passenger on one of the planes. That was pointing them out to the stewardess and telling it. Stu- I think you're supposed to say flight attendant, Alan. I'm Whatever. sorry, flight attendant. <laughs> well, the best part that parent, get off the plane. Well, the, and, and on that flight, but the, it's not. I, but I don't think they have a choice. No, right? no, no. The, the flight attendants and the and yeah, the they pilots don't. they don't no, have they a choice. Is, well, there was talking was a, about. The, I talk about the talk yeah. about the passenger. The passenger point. Point. Oh, yeah. okay, no, okay, yeah, I missed that point. I missed that point. Well, and on that flight, the flight attendant didn't care because I didn't. Me and Alan, neither one of us, we had him down by our nose. She didn't care. She was fine. But the lady in the seat in front of my wife was going, that's the guy up there. Look at me. And so she'd have to run up there and go, sir, you need to put your mask up. And he said, well, there's one up there. You know, it's like, are you flipping kidding me? But then she's she's three inches from the guy beside her with her mask on going and just yakking the whole freaking trip. And I'm like, turn around, shut up. Where's your distancing from this poor guy? He don't want to hear you for one. We had a little conversation about this off the air about a lot of people. I don't really think that it's that they're that concerned about it. It's it's all oh, this lady thing. was. She had two masks. Well, no, no, well, well I think yeah. No, it's a show. It's 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 a show. It's, a, it's a show, and it's a it's a one one to control other people. It's it's a it's a it's a place and that they can be the person. Yeah, that's true. To tell someone what, what to, to do. do. I agree with what Jeff's saying, and and I I'm coming on here trying to be kind of cautious because especially in the public eye, I try and. Uh, not have an opinion, but obviously I do. Well, just wait till I get done editing. It's going to sound like you said this, this, and this. <laughs> no, you know, Alan's going to get his voice synthesizer. You know how, how I am as a person is I try and respect everybody's opinion, sure, and it can be so different than mine, and and that's okay. And there, this is a whole other subject. I feel like I'm going into a, a rabbit hole or whatever you call it here, but. We're so divisive today that so many people that if you think differently than me, you're a dumbass. Yeah, right. see, that's what's wrong. Right. We, we've had podcasts about that. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Right. Just don't push it on everybody. That's right. And I'm fine if you if you feel that masks are necessary and you want to wear one the rest of your life, go for it. Right. I, that's fine. You want to wear three, go for it. But don't force me into your paranoia or whatever that, that you have to have this. Don't make me do that because... Number one, it's proven it's not as effective yeah. as they say. And don't ask Dr. Fauci because he'll change his mind next week. Yeah. But, I so, mean, that's but, just it. Have your own opinion, and that's fine. I, I'm fine well, with whatever I you think, want to do. I think at this at this juncture, too, it's it's even more annoying in that, it is. Yeah. you know, you've everyone has had an opportunity to be vaccinated. You're vaccinated, then you can't spread it, you can't get it, and if you're not vaccinated – Oh well, that you know you had the opportunity. Right, I don't right. know what to tell you, right. but I'm vaccinated. Don't don't get all wound up 
because I don't want to wear a mask right. because I can't get you sick and you can't get me I, sick. I feel right. the same and, way. And if you're that uncomfortable, right. stay home. That's right. So here's what I think. I think we've got two listeners that we're going to hear from. Tony and Little Chief, because we're over one hour and 20 minutes on this podcast. Hey, so now wait a minute. Now, before we shut down, I just got to say something. So so with Tony, so you guys you guys missed Old Man's Breakfast. We did miss Old Man's Breakfast. So it was just me and Tony and SJ. All right. So we had... Oh. we had, Also, SJ made it. Oh. Yeah, so SJ, SJ was there, so... The IQ level was like five times what normal is because SJ was there. Yeah, he's what, 12? And these, and these two guys were 10. He's 10. Yeah, he's 10. And so we talked a little football, obviously. Okay. Talked about Talked about draft and cool. that stuff. Cool. But then, you know, I also got kind of some of the story, you know, from Tony and his trip to Michigan. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Even though he thought he was going to Michigan, Michigan, he ended up in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I thought you were talking about a town called Michigan, Wisconsin. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I so think maybe he. I think maybe Tony. That's I think what, Tony thought too. Yeah. That's what Tony might thought too. So, I mean, I cannot express to you how that all that story went. You're, you're going to have to wait till we're going to wait two weeks. To, well, yeah. two weeks because he's not going to be right. He's not going to be at Old Man's Breakfast tomorrow because he's going to Tennessee and he will probably end up in Green Bay. <laughs> so <laughs> right. So so I'm so I'm starting. Yeah. So I'm going to start this like I'm going to track Tony on his trips. Just to see, I, you know, maybe somebody ought to get him a compass. Maybe we get NORAD. They can put NORAD in like they do with Santa and get a Tony tracker. <laughs> he sent me a text last week. He's like, like, I thought you were in Michigan. He's like, yeah, that sort of didn't happen. Like, dot, dot, dot. Like, well, he texted us during uh, the podcast. He yeah. goes, hey, I won't be at Old Man's Breakfast. I'm headed to Michigan. Right. Well, then right. we're sitting in Old Man's Breakfast that, no. on that Saturday, and he's in Wisconsin. No, I'm no, like, it was, it was, well, it was when we were down at the race. We, I want to talk about the race real yeah. quick, too. But, but so, Tony, for, you know, you've, you've lasted it out here almost an hour and a half. You've driven around the block four you've, more times. You've driven around the block four more times, and I just wanted to make it worth it for you. He should be to used to it considering he ended you. up in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, I don't know if he'll make it back from wherever he's tripping on now. Green Bay, Tennessee. Green Bay, Nashville. I think toward, well, he was staying in some historic house. Chattanooga. Right, yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee, Georgia. Chattanooga. <laughs> Who knows? Chattanooga. So let's talk about racing the next podcast. We'll okay. start it. All right, so we'll do that. We're, we're, we've been good here. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest, Curtis Gilman. We'll see you next time. What a fun time we had with Curtis Gilman from Gilman's Home Center. Picking out some uh, new jerky flavors, talking about business, and just having a good old time. To our friend Tony out there, sorry you had to drive around a couple times after you listened to this because we were well over an hour and 20 minutes, but it was a blast. Uh, Curtis will be with us for our next podcast. We'll be talking a little bit of racing. Uh, Dwayne did some racing against his daughter and we'll, we'll go over those details and then we're going to talk about something that was been in the news and it's going to continue to be in the news unidentified aerial phenomena so across the line 1524 i'm alan stanger saying see you next time
me out the door. 